J.D. Talking Sports. It is April 1st, 2018. It is Passover. It is Easter Sunday. All right, let's get right into it. I keep hitting the wrong button. Now we got the right button. First off, Kevin Durant is going to have his number retired by the Texas Longhorns. Now, he played one season there. They lost the second round of the playoff of the NCAA tournament to USC. He was an All-American, left after one year. And I was talking to Lenker today because I was with his family in Connecticut. Do you feel his number should be retired? Now, you know, he, good player. I'm not going to deny it. Very good player. Plays his ass off. Played his ass off. You know, and he has had a remarkable pro career. Now, he only stayed one year at Texas, so you have to take that into consideration. But is it warrant his number getting retired. And you think of Carmelo. I said, well, Carmelo was at one season at Syracuse and he won Bayham's only title. He feels there should be more of a body of work. I'm curious what what Rock thinks about this, what Puma thinks about this, what Lithuanian Laser thinks about this. I'm thinking of what anybody listening to my show, what they think about this. That's a question I want to put out there. Should it, does it, was this one year, and one year that was, you know, a, hey, All-American, great year, what, 25, 11 rebound. You know, had a, had a very, very good year, but is that enough? Is that a body of work enough? I mean, I know we're in the one and done era, but you know, it was kind of like when they were going to have that video tribute for Isaiah Thomas, who was with the team, what, f- five, six years? I mean, they had a pretty good run, but they didn't win any. And I feel like it's almost like they don't want to upset these players. I feel like I feel like these should be special things. You get your number retired. Like it, I think you get your number up in the rafters at UNC. I think you have to be a multiple. I have to look this up, but I remember I looked it up. It has to be a first-team All-American yeah, I, I need to look this one up. There's certain criteria you have to meet to get up there. And that's the only way you get your number retired. Now, I think you win a national championship. Yes, you lose to USC in the second round of the tournament and you leave after one year, you have a much more prolific... Well, I mean, you would have had a, would have had a good career in college, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I also feel that Texas, in that respect, doesn't really have a basketball a, a strong basketball history to deal with there are you don't you don't think of University of Texas you think of all these fantastic basketball players coming out of the University of Texas no offense to the guys who went through the program over the years but there's not a lot of barnstormers from Texas who have yeah I'm trying to think yeah there, there can't be too many there can't be too many yeah how do you get your yeah? How do you get your number retired? How do you get your number retired at UNC basketball? And of course, are you getting all retarded at UNC? That's great, great. That that's wonderful. How do you get your number retired by a UNC basketball program? Okay. Retired jerseys. Okay. 43, of the 43, eight are retired. To have his jersey honored, a player must have met one of the following criteria. MVP of a national championship winning team, member of a gold winning Olympic team, first or second team All-American, ACC Player of the Year, NCAA Most Outstanding Player. Now, now that's to have your jersey honored. To get your jersey retired, a player must win one of the following six widely recognized Player of the Year awards. The Oscar Robinson Trophy, formerly known as the United, United States Basketball Writers Association National Player of the 
Player of the Year, National Association of Basketball Coaches Player of the Year, Sporting News Player of the Year, John R. Wooden Award, Naismith College Player of the Year Award. Now, of the retired jerseys, you have Jordan, Tyler Hansbrough, uh, Jack Cobb. Teams did not wear jersey numbers in that era. Phil Ford, James Worthy, Anton Jameson, Len Rosenbluth, and George Glamick. So that's interesting. So only retired, one, two, three, four, five, eight retired jerseys. And there'll be more because of the the other couple national championships they won. So there'll be a couple more added to that list. But still, so that's a, that's a big thing. Now, I think that he won. I think that under that criteria, Kevin Durant in his one season... Kevin Durant in his one season, I think he won. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Let me see this. I think he won college, high school, college. Okay, career highlights. Okay, National College Player of the Year. So he was National College Player of the Year. Consensus Diverse Team All-American. Big 12 Player of the Year. Results. Okay, individual. Kevin Durant, National Player of the Year, and DJ Augustine, 2008 Cousy winner. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge. Jared Allen was the first round pick of the Nets. DJ Augustine. I remember Avery Bradley. On, on Texas, I'm trying to go through names that are really ringing. Kevin Durant, T.J. Ford, who got injured, I think he would have a fantastic career. Daniel Gibson was okay. Yeah, I remember Royal Ivy, Damian Jones, Corey Joseph had a pretty good career. Clyde Lillsfield, that was way before my time. Travis Mays, I remember him. Chris Mim, he had a pretty, pretty good NBA career. Dexter Pittman, I remember him. LaSalle Thompson had a pretty good NBA career. Tristan Thompson, P.J. Tucker. Yeah. And one, only Longhorn in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame is Slater Martin. whose career was from 1943 through 44 and 1946 through 49, inducted in 82. I'd like to know why he's in the Hall of Fame, to be honest with you. I'm going to do some research on that. And three Longhorns have had their numbers retired. Slater Martin, T.J. Ford, and Kevin Durant. And the primary requirement for the retirement is National Player of the Year Award. So, you know what? I understand what Frank's saying. He thinks it's one year. But you know what? Under that criteria, you got to take him in. I know, I had to get to the bottom of that. Now, all right, enough about that. Now, the Yankees today, what were they up? 4-1 at one point, and Tyler Austin had another home run today. 
And Drury is now wearing a mouth guard as is, oh, and, and uh, oh, Drury hit the home run today. And he goes, first comes Judge, then comes Drury. That was, that was uh, John Sterling's call. I can't even pronounce the one he did about Stanton, an Italian one when Stanton's not even Italian, but said he went, called up an Italian, I don't know, the uh, Italian consulate to get a help on his thing for the Yankees. I was like, whatever that is. But so Yankees up 4-1, 4-2. Who pitched today? And then, then what was interesting, then, then they brought in David Robertson and they didn't pitch to Josh Donaldson because he was three for eight with two home runs, five RBIs with two men on, two outs. They put him on, then they got letting Justin Smoke come up who had been, what, 0 for five or 0 for four with three strikeouts. And then he smoked one for a home grand slam and they ended up losing. They were down what they were up four three at the time. Bad loss, man. So the Yankees won the first two games in Toronto, lost the last two, and that was a bad loss. And I hate that. That's where I, Atlanta analytics drive me fucking crazy. I feel like, you know what, guys? Pitch to the guy. Stop worrying about so he went two for three for eight, whatever. He's two and one's five RBIs against Robertson. So oh, we gotta play this. But you know, you have two men on, two outs. And then you give a home, and then the whole game's lost. Where you know it looks a lot better winning three or four than it does winning two of two, don't you think? And I wanted to get find out what Puma thought about that call because I thought that was a bullshit call. I didn't like that at all. Mets lost today, so they're two and two. I think they're two and two in the season. Nets lost again. Knicks lost their fiftieth on Saturday, and was that one the was that one that I think that was one of the ones that he thought they had a shot of winning. Because I know I was talking to, I was talking to my man, to Lithuanian Laser, and he thought that they would. Okay, so they have six games left. He feels he feel they would beat the Heat and the the Cavs. So he thought they go two and four. Now they're all one. They've lost fifty straight, four straight fifty losses, four straight seasons. But a bad loss. A bad loss for the Knicks. Like, you know, come on, Knicks suck. They suck. They suck. And now we're going to see what they're going to do with Beasley. Now, Beasley has, uh, they're 5-18 and 18 since Porzingis went out, which isn't great. But he, he is Mr., you know, scores a lot of ba- baskets, a lot of freaking baskets. So he's a guy that you could bring in and let him play. But, you know, I mean, Bring him back next season. I guess we'll see if that that pans out. Yeah, the Knicks played. I'm trying to remember who they played last last game. Oh, and I saw Girl Trip, which was a little ra- real raunchy at the beginning, but then I thought it had a really nice ending. Oh, they lost to the Pistons on Saturday, so they play the Magic. He so he thinks they're going to beat the Lithuanian Laser thinks they're going to beat the Heat and the Cavs, and so the but they lost to the Pistons at home last night. Nets lost again. Nets man, that's not Nets aren't a good team. Come on. Come on. He's. No. Yeah, the Nets. Nets lost to the Pistons. So Nets are now 25 and 52. There. But they're not catching them. They're two games behind the standings. They're two games behind the Knicks. How about that? They're teeth, tooth and nail to see who's going to have had the most law, more wins this year. I didn't think the Brooklyn would even catch them this year. Well, they already passed last year's season total, and the Knicks got to win a couple more games at the end to even get there. So Toronto's number one, up two games on Boston. Cleveland, 
pretty much locked up the three. But Philly, Philly's only a half game behind, which would be interesting. So Philly beat Philly catches Cleveland, then Philly would play right now would play Wash. That'd be a tough series. Whereas right now they're going to play Indiana. They're not and out with Indiana. So it looks this is this is where the most movement can come between Cleveland, Philly, and Indiana. We'll see how that comes out. And New Orleans is only a game up on. Oh, Milwaukee had a bad loss. But Milwaukee's right now four games up for the eighth spot. I don't think they're going to lose that one. But Denver's only a game behind New Orleans for the eighth spot. Minnesota Minnesota could move up if they get hot to finish the season. Oklahoma City, yeah. I tell you, so it's still Golden State Golden State clinched the division, so they clinched the number two spot. That's that two top two spots. And then it's Portland pretty much. At Portland, I think it's the three locked up. But then it's going to be San Antonio. Oklahoma, Utah, Minnesota, and New Orleans could, if if someone gets hot the last couple games of the season, anything's possible, right? Even though New Orleans only has five games left, but it'd be interesting how this is going to end. And then you know, then the then the real season starts. And you saw that LeBron, what eight uh, broke the record of most consecutive games with uh, double double figures. What's it eight eight seventy six? He just beat. Just beat Jordan's record, and I thought, you know, we're talking Laker. He goes, well, you only got like five baskets a game, but I mean, talk about the consistency. And they were comparing that he really hasn't played it done consecutively because you know LeBron's never played a full season, full eighty-two game season, eighty-two game season. It's different now, but back then Jordan always did, so the record's a little different because he played every night. Whereas you know, LeBron's missed games, but still, double figures over eight hundred straight games is something not to reckon with, right? I mean, not not to sh- shake a tail feather at. I mean, that's it. And how about this? Arike Ogunbawale, second straight game. First first they beat UConn, which I was shocked about Friday night. Carol texted me Saturday morning. I can't believe they lost it. I go, Carol, I can't believe UConn lost that game. And then she gets a game-winning uh, three-pointer to win at the buzzer over Mississippi State. Mississippi State, two straight years, has lost in the championship game, which I didn't think was going to happen. After dethroning UConn last year, they came out for a dud last year against South Carolina. And this year, they were rolling. Only loss was to South Carolina in the SEC championship game. And now they freaking make championship game. I thought it was a foregone conclusion. I'm shocked. I, can't, I still can't get over that UConn lost after undefeated two straight years. They've lost in the semifinals. Gino Ariama, man, I thought he had it locked up this year. But, hey, you know, it's good. Maybe the change of the guard. Maybe the, maybe uh, maybe he's lost his Midas touch. Or maybe the, the you know what the problem is? That their conference, the American Athletic Conference, isn't giving them enough competition. But they play everybody else. It's not like they're skipping teams on their non-conference schedule, but I'll tell you, that's the thing with the tournament. You have one bad game, and it's all over, and they had one bad game. Blazers make the playoffs for the fifth straight season after T-Wolves lost tonight. Congratulations to them. Oh, and Geno Smith has one-year agreement with the Chargers per Adam Schefter. That's going to be great. I mean, I'm so excited for that. I'm just ecstatic. I'm just like, wow. And Shoei Otani gave a three-run homer, sits down 14x15 and three-run, 14x15 and three-run, six-hit inning debut for the Angels. You got to like that. Let everybody put these religious pictures, like these, everybody so, so pious during the Easter day on Instagram. Rockets officially break their own three, three uh, point, pointers made in the season. Still have games left to play this season. Got some cool pictures of Maddie in her Yankees outfit, her Jeter jersey. Got a good trivia question, which Frank couldn't get. Gary Myers, will you will be missed? 
going to write a book about the Dallas Cowboys coming out in October. Oh, we tried Clamato. Have you ever had Clamato juice? Clamato, it's just called Clamato. It is a tomato cocktail with clam juice. It is something you have to taste, like haggis, I guess. We had that. We did that, and we freaking... <laughs> I was with Eric, who is uh, dating uh, Frank's mother-in-law. Surfs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have him on the show. He's a huge Miami Dolphin fan. Surfs in Long Island year-round, even in a wetsuit. Funny, funny guy. Well, he talked about this Clamato juice. Well, he picked it up. Shit was disgusting. But we also saw the White Castle burgers in the freezer section. So we all got six burgers, which we paid for dearly. And I ate a lot of sugar today. No paleo today. Not even close. But it was delicious. Villanova. How about that? Villanova blew out Kansas, which I was excited about. And Loyola. And then there was this, you know, Loyola was up by 10. And then he couldn't hit a shot. Then they got lost at the end, which kind of sucked. And so Villanova's the six and a half over Michigan opens as the biggest favorite in title game since Duke in 2010. We'll see how that turns out. But Villanova looks damn good. I mean, freaking really good. And how about the Vegas Knights? They honored the 58 victims of October shooting by raising a banner in the, in the names of those who lost their lives. Classy move. Very classy move. Let's see how that turns out. Yeah. And they also, Villanova attempted 40 shots from three and only 25 from two. And they also set a record for the most three-pointers made in a season. VMI set the record. Uh, yeah, there's 6-3 of the game, which gave it an NCAA record for a season with 4.42. VMI set the record in 2007. Unbelievable. Also, they drained a three for the 14th of the game, breaking a Final Four record set by UNLV in 87. Uh, only record was with a... Top Loyola Marmots uh, tournament record of 21 three-pointers in a game. They didn't happen. They didn't need it in the second half. They won 95-79. It wasn't even that close. It was a blowout. Jalen Brunson had uh, 18 points. Player of the year, Jalen Brunson. And Finland was going for the second title in three years. Eric Pascal, four for five from three, 10-11 overall, finished with a career at 24 points. He was played one year at Fordham. Big win. Joel Embiid was not loving the game. He had a picture of uh, Two-Face sitting here high and watching the game like I guess he's high because he had surgery on his face. But yeah, kind of crazy. Oh, and uh, Billy McKinney crashed in the wall yesterday. He got hurt. And then one of the pitchers got hurt yesterday. And then so they, uh, they promoted third baseman Miguel Andujar. Guys are falling like freaking flies. Flies for the Yankees. Watch that Saturday. Yeah, Hardaway had 18 on in, uh, Saturday's loss. 27-50 the next. Beasley had 32. Williams, the power, uh, the small forward at 11. He started. Kylo Quinn at 8. Trey Burke at 18. Woody had four points off the bench. Nilakina was sick. Just ugly, man. Just an ugly season for the Knicks. And Saturday, how about this? Saturday, Todd Frazier had nearly, nearly, many nearly RBIs Saturday. Three is ticket request four. So they, now they're two and one, the Knicks. The, the, I'm sorry, the Mets in the season. But they have a good two, one-two punch. Thor and DeGrom. DeGrom was kind of upset he wanted to pitch game one uh, opening day, but he did not get it. So not a bad one-two punch for the Yankees. And somebody was bashing Bryce Harper today, going overrated, and then he hit two home runs today. 
And NCAA President Mark Emmert says other sports would be limited if schools paid men's basketball and football players. Yeah, sure. Why? Because your salaries? I think I think you could put some money toward that, right? And they said Embiid's return date will depend on his pain threshold after officially having surgery on orbital fracture per Adrian Wojciechowski. I think he wants to fucking play. Yeah, and uh, no, and Anthony Davis did not uh, didn't get rid of his unibrow, which oh, it's it's so him. And Loyola Chicago was the most popular bet in Las Vegas to win NCAA title with eight to one odds. Well, that's all over. Yes, yeah, so LeBron breaks the record for oh, it was eight hundred sixty-seven straight game double figures. But the thing he said really was kind of weird. He said it means a lot for me, and it means more to the youth that kind that kind of needs hope. I don't think the youth that needs hope is going to get it by knowing that you've hit double figures in 867 straight games. I, don't, I, just, I just don't. I thought that was a weird comment. Oh, he said, uh, oh, that's a good moment, a special moment, not only for myself, but for my family and for so many kids that look up to me for inspiration to know that you can actually go out there and do it and know what I've come from. You know, brought up 30 miles south of here and the statistics is always stacked up against you. We're going to be able to position today, being able to accomplish something that a lot of people say couldn't happen again, you know. You know what? So when he says it like that, huh? Okay. So looking at it that way, JD's going to shut the fuck up and say, you know what? You know, he, he is an inspiration for kids from Akron around that area. You know, these things can happen. But then I read this stupid stuff. They're going to do a television reboot of the Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks and Gina Davis movie, A League of Their Own, is in the works as Amazon. Why? Could you guys stop doing stupid stuff? It worked on television. It wouldn't work on this way. Oh, so I watched John Oliver. The Pence has a book out a day in the life. He's a bird. He is a bunny named Marlon Brundo. Brundo. Well, oh, I think it's Marlon. Yeah, a day in the life is a parody of the Marlon Brundo's "A Day in the Life of the Vice President," which was written by the daughter of the Vice President, and former Indiana Governor Mike Pence, and illustrated by his wife. Well, John Oliver put one out. And it's about uh, a day in the life of Marlon Bundo where he's, uh, it's about how love and community can rise above intolerance. Well, it's basically about a, he falls in love with another bunny. Well, the creator of Will and Grace spent about $13,000 total to have the books sent to every, I'm sorry, what's this guy's name? Uh, Will and Grace boss donates Marlon Bundo to every elementary school in Indiana. Max uh, Much Muchnick, the Will and Grace showrunner. So he sent it to every school, all 1,121 of them. Yeah, I thought that was pretty freaking cool. Mike Pence is against gay, con- you know, uh, conversion therapy, is, is, is for conversion therapy, therapy, and we know how he feels about gay rights and everything. And I, I love John, John Oliver. When he gets all heated up, it's funny as shit to watch. Well, I thought that was kind of funny. And I think poignant that he takes the book and goes, you know what? Let's send it to every school in Indiana in Mike Pence's hometown. Right, look at this. The top unsigned free agents, Jose Batista, a six-time All-Star, Matt Holliday, seven-time All-Star. I don't think he really cares. And Melky Cabrera, a All-Star. We could just put one-time All-Star. And when Marquette King was released by the Raiders, John Gruden, did, I guess, doesn't like his attitude. Change of the culture with the Raiders. He does do a lot of dances and stuff. He's kind of a free, 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 free thinker. He'll get picked up by somebody. And then I saw Von Miller with a dead shark next to him, a hammerhead shark. 
I don't know why that bothers me. I don't know. I feel like, what did the Shark do to you? Oh, and Th- Thomas Rawls, ex-Seahawk, now with the Jets. Yeah, another running back. Well, yeah, hey, you know what? I guess you can never, never, never have enough running backs. We'll see how that... And Zay Jones breaks his silence. Thankful to be alive. Thankful for another year, more life. I guess you running naked in the hallways was kind of weird, right, dude? That was, that was a little strange. And Deontay Wilder says he isn't opposed to killing someone in the ring. I want a body on my record. Maybe it was taken out of context, but that just seems kind of weird, doesn't it? Seems a little weird to you, to me. Yes, very much so. On the rock, oh, I love this. I saw the stat on Friday. First time since April 5th, 2006, four teams overcame four nothing deficits on the same day. Elias Sportsboro. Yeah, that that was, wow, that was. And did you see about this the other day? Uh, Chef sent me a, uh, the article. Scott Foster, 36-year-old accountant, serves as an emergency goaltender for both teams at Blackhawks home games. Played in two recreational hockey leagues. Played college hockey at Western Michigan. Well, he got into play for the uh, Blackhawks, beat the Jets 6-2, seven saves in his NHL debut. Pretty crazy, right? Local county goes, well, I'm going to go back to work today. But I thought that was freaking cool. How about that? You know, you're, you're for both teams and you're freaking, hey, yeah, yeah, I'll fill in. I'll fill in for him. Yeah, I got the job done. I'll make it happen. All right. Now, so, you know, it's funny. Doing the show and finding out what I thought about Kevin Durant. And I will I will pass it on to, to uh, Lanker that, you know, he met the criteria. He was player of the year. And that's really the, that is the criteria. You player of the year, you get your number retired. That's what happens, man. Yankees, stop going by all the statistics. Let, let Robertson pitch to him. You know, you two men on that he load the bases. I mean, bad things could happen, and it did. And instead of winning three or four, boom. Now the Yankees are going to freeze. It's supposed to get one to three inches tomorrow morning. They host Tampa Bay tomorrow. The Mets play... Do, 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 do. Oh, they play Philadelphia tomorrow night. It's going to be freezing. Yeah, and we're getting snow in April. Can you believe that shit? Snow. Snow tomorrow. Snow, snow, snow. All right. Now, we did a trivia question for last last show. Yeah, it was who holds NBA single-game points record? And Lithuanian Laser got it right. Carmelo is 62 on September... On January 24, 2014. So let's do tonight's trivia question. True, false. Rams in 2017 became the first team in the Super Bowl era to have the highest scoring offense after having the worst one in 2016. It's a true, false question. The Rams in 2017 became the first team in the Super Bowl era to have the highest scoring offense after having the worst one in 2016. All right, championship game tomorrow. I'm going for Villanova. Congratulations. To freaking Notre Dame. Four players they lost this year to ACL injuries. And they come and get the national championship. Kudos to them. Big freaking win. Congrats. UConn, Junior Oriema has to be stewing. Get your shit together, man. Let's make it happen next year. All right? I need to go to bed. I, I have to be up in like four hours. But I, I want to do a show. I want to get some stuff off my chest. And see Girl Trip. Tell me what you think. Oh, my parents saw the one about Gary Shanling that... Judd Apatow did. They saw part two. They said it was fascinating. That I want to see. And I have Walking Dead to watch, but I'm not saying I have to watch that now. All right. Peace out. Uh, Happy Pesach. Happy Easter. Peace out.